Okay, it's bjshow.co. That's our web address, but it goes nowhere right now. But you know, hopefully over the weekend when I get around to it, I'll build a website around it. It's like it most of our conversation, Brad. <laughs> yeah, it, it goes it, nowhere. It, just, it goes nowhere, but people enjoy it. Okay, you and I try to stay local, and we try to talk about what's going on in the state of Missouri. Right. Obviously, your thing is with the johncombest.com website. You're highlighting all the Missouri elements of politics and government, things like that. Uh, we are specifically trying to narrow what we talk about to Franklin, St. Charles, Warren County, sort of the western counties. Um, it doesn't has, have to always be about that. But that's, to me, the area that I find totally, especially St. Charles County. You and I have had this discussion where St. Charles County is tremendously underserved as far as news is concerned. My Absolutely. pitch, I run this thing called westplex.com. My pitch is if you picked up St. Charles County, if you had this great big shovel and you could get this guy from, if God came down from the heavens and picked up St. Charles County and dropped it in the middle of Kansas, you'd have the 47th largest city in the country by population between Minneapolis and Tulsa, okay? But yet, there's no local news. When you turn on Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 5, uh, Channel 11, what do you see? You see Tashara Jones, nothing against that, but you see how many people have been shot in the city. You see blah, 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 blah. You never see anything in St. Charles County. Um, and there is no local newspaper. There's no local uh, TV station, like we said. Uh, we're trying to do what we can as far as a local radio station. We do that with Westplex 107.1, which is our sister station, where we try to be more of a local station. Okay, having said that, I'm going to delve into something which I find fascinating. I saw this article yesterday. The governor of Connecticut has withdrawn his mandate for electric vehicles. Do you know what I'm talking wow, about? Wow, I hadn't heard this. No. Well, this is pretty interesting. The guy's name is Ned Lamont. And what happened was, this gets sort of complicated, but there used to be a federal restriction that car manufacturers had to have the same requirements for the entire country. That, that, and for a long time, this is going back to my nerd car days, there was a different vehicle manufactured for California than for the rest of the state. Matter of fact, you used to have what they call 48 or 49 state emissions, then you had 50, you had California emissions. And essentially, back in the day, California was able to essentially say, okay, car manufacturers, we want you to go a step above what the typical emission standards are for the other car, car manufacturers, uh, for the other states. So in other words, they... Interesting. And if, okay. you, if you moved into California, like let's say back in the day, you had a car that you bought here in Missouri or any place in the Midwest for that matter. As a matter of fact, any place in the United States except for California, you moved to California, you had to take it to an emission station. They had to put on all this extra emissions junk, which uh, cost thousands of dollars. They had to put on... I didn't know that. Oh yeah, they had put on a, a, a special pump a and special this kind of... special muffler or a special... Well, device. not necessarily the muffler stuff, but it was all pretty much in the engine okay yeah. so what happened was the federal government changed that essentially saying okay look we can't have states saying you know you have to have you know in our state you have to have right hand drive like in england or something like that but the state rescinded that several years ago and essentially said okay fine the states can go back to saying whatever they want and california jumped on this boat and essentially said by i don't know why by the exact year by the year so and so 2035 there would be no what they call ICE, which stands for Internal Combustion Engine. No ICE vehicles sold right. in the state of California. Okay? So a bunch of states, including Connecticut, jumped on that bandwagon, essentially saying that all cars after a certain date have to be EVs, have to be you know electric vehicles, the whole bit. Ned Lamont, he pulled the proposal. Uh, matter of fact, uh, let me read this. Lamont ultimately pulled the proposal just four months after unveiling it and characterizing it as, quote, Decisive action to meet our climate pollution reduction targets. In July, Lamont unveiled the proposal tethering Connecticut's emission standards to those set in California, which mandates that every passenger vehicle sold by the year 2035 
and the most aggressive target of its popular uh, uh, kind of nation must be electric by 2035. He's now gone back the other way, and this is interesting. And, and I've said this all along, and once again, I'm not a guy that hates, hates electric cars. If I had money, man, I'd have a Tesla. You know, I mean, matter of fact, yeah. I've been fascinated with electric cars. Years and years and years ago, when I started doing this talk show, not on this station, but on the old The Mouth, this goes back to like maybe 2004, 2005. I talked about this on the air one day, and a guy shows up literally at the radio station in Washmo, and he's a retired, I can't remember what he was, he was a professor or something, and looked like a professor, just had that professor, <laughs> professorial look to him. And out in front of the, in the park, in, the, in front of the radio station was, he says, come take a look at my electric car. He had an old Porsche 9, I believe it was a 914, and he had converted it into an electric car. And it was really cool. I mean, I'm going like this, and we had him on the wow. air a couple times. He's the guy that turned me on to the movie. Um, and there's a, you want to you want to watch this documentary? It's pretty interesting. Who killed the electric car? You know which I'm, you know the, the movie I'm talking about. I haven't about? heard of this. No. Okay, I'll tell you. Well, let me go backtrack in this. Anyway, let's go back to Lamont. He essentially says, and this is this is what he's done now. He's essentially said, nope, I'm scrapping that. He says, quote, there are too many questions regarding the capacity of our electric grid, the cost and location of grid improvements, and the negative impact on urban, rural, and working poor families. Because wow. when you go to a car dealership right now, the most expensive cars on the lot are typically the electric cars. And the problem Absolutely. now is just the other day, I think it was like four or 500 car dealers signed a letter that went to the president of the United States essentially saying, look, knock off this electric car push We've got all these electric cars on our lot right now. We can't sell them. Nobody's buying yeah, them. I believe it, because, especially in this economy. Well, they're expensive. That's part of the problem. And and not only that, there have been unbelievable problems come up. Like, for example, the Ford F-150 Lightning, which is the, the Ford pickup truck, okay? Everybody was, like, super excited until, until some people realized the battery system is not very... It doesn't go very far, and probably there's a guy I follow. This guy's name is Tyler Hoover. I don't know if I've talked about it. The guy runs this website called Hoovy's, Hoovy's Garage, and he's in Wichita, Kansas. Right. And he did a video, which ended up, and it's funny because he did, later apologized because I believe he's somewhat of a progressive kind of guy, or, um, um, you know, uh, but, but he, 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 he ended up on being featured in his video, being ended up on featured on what's the nutbag guy that, um, that, got gets sued My, alex jones alex jones he ended up on alex jones website because what hoovy did was he took a his new f-150 lightning pickup truck and had a trailer on it matter of fact an aluminum trailer a light trailer he was going to pick up a, like a model t that he bought somewhere like 50 60 miles away from his house so he's got a full charge he's got a charger at his house starts the day off you know hooks up his trailer to his f-150 brand new f-150 electric truck drives up like 30 miles to the place where he's picking up this Model T, loads the Model T on the back of the trailer and comes back. The vehicle's supposed to have like a 250-mile-an-hour range. He went like 70 miles, and the thing was pretty much empty. I mean, it was, oh. down, it was down to like 10%. And he's going like, this sucks, you know? And yeah. that video went viral on all these people who are against the electric cars. And once again, the problem is we're not ready. You know, I mean, there's an article just the other day that I think was this on your website about about uh, Ameren UE shutting down one of their coal plants yeah, early. Yeah, it is. Which one was that? Is, is that the Rush Island plant down there? Uh, yeah, it's Rush Island. Okay, here they're shutting down a plant early, and if I'm not mistaken, you you probably know this better. What's the main reason they're shutting that plant down? Well, they they want to reach their uh, anti-emission goal faster. Right, and essentially by cutting that power plant off. 
that means that they're producing less pollutants because that's right. a coal-fired plant. So essentially, they're not saying, hey, we, you know, we're doing this because of the fact that it's an old plant and it needs not a renovation. They're doing it because of the fact that they're sort of being pushed into it by the government regulations. Do I, did I get Abs- that? Or- yeah, you're absolutely right. And as, as, a, as a 15-second interlude, I'm sure when Ameren set these goals, they said we want to reach level X by whatever year, knowing that they wanted to actually announce that they had reached that goal sooner. So if a company says they're going to reduce their emissions by 2030, you know they have an actual plan to hit that goal in 2028 so they can show how much better they did than they originally said. Right. And and the problem is that and and it's it's like there's a story the other day. You know the 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 story there's two our stories. Far, first off, did you know the one the picture of I think we talked about this the other day, the picture of of Kamala Harris and the second gentleman cooking in their home, you know. Oh, oh yeah, it's and, fantastic. And there's a gas stove behind yeah, them. Yeah. Of course there is. It's it's gas for 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 me but not for the Right, but and then the crazy part of this is the thing that I will never understand is that this last just last week, do you know what what, what Biden he signed this this uh, uh, presidential uh, what is it the uh, you know I'm not doing well today I think I need to go back to bed. Hey, you I need some caffeine. That's all you need. I, I need something. He signed he signed uh, what the the presidential order. What do they call it? Uh, the executive order. Executive, executive order. order. Yeah. Executive order. Do you know this about the War Powers Act? No, I didn't hear this. He signed an executive order invoking the War Powers Act for manufacturers of heat pumps. Oh, it's supply chain. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pitched as a supply chain fix. Right. right. And essentially what he's doing is he's essentially saying, hey, you guys in the, you know, once again, this is the War Powers Act. And this is something that if like we get into World War Three and all of a sudden we need you know, uh, <laughs> a, a thousand Humvees produce that guess what? The the Ford plant, or we don't have a Ford plant anymore, but the GM plant out in Wentzville won't be making their vans and their pickup trucks anymore. They'll be making Humvees. Okay, that's the way yeah. the War Powers Act. Essentially, it, it allows the government to intercede with manufacturers and say, okay, you're making widgets. Matter of fact, if, you, if you're a World War II guy, my father was a World War II veteran, and I know a little bit about World War II, probably more than the average bear. But when it comes to the guns, the, the famous thing with guns is that um, now the guys who collect the guns, the two guns that the Americans used in World War II, the primary guns, were the M1 Garand and the M1 Carbine. And on the M1 Garand and even on the M1 Carbine, they were made by all sorts of different companies, including IBM. Did you know IBM used right. to make guns yeah, in World War II? And once again, the War Powers Act came in and said, okay, you guys have manufacturing facilities. You can no longer manufacture computers or whatever it was. Matter of fact, probably the, the rarest, I can't remember if it's the carbine or the, the Garand, but the rarest of those is the Rockola. It was made by the Jukebox Company. Do you know this story? No, I don't. Yes, it was made by the Rockola Jukebox Company. These were the M1, and once again, the government came in. Well, they're doing the same thing with with the manufacturers, and they're trying to make everything go heat pumps because, once again, heat pumps are all electric. Now, if you know anything about HVAC, heat pumps are great until you get to a certain temperature, and then they don't work anymore. The problem with heat pumps is that they you don't you don't see hardly any heat pumps way to the north of us. You see them here in the St. Louis area, but if you go into the real cold areas, the problem with the heat pumps is they produce heat to a certain certain outside temperature level, then they become ineffective. Essentially what a heat pump is, it's an air conditioner running backwards, if you really want to be honest with you. Uh, that's how the heat pump works. Instead of, you know, when you had your air conditioner on, you got cool air that comes out of your, your, your furnace and you got hot air that's dissipated outside with your, you know, outdoor unit, your condenser unit, compressor unit, whatever you want to call it. But when you, in the winter, it runs backwards. 
where the hot air comes out from your furnace and the cool air is dissipated out into the outside. But it only works to a certain level. He's signed this executive order that makes the War Powers Act enacted. They, they have to produce heat pumps. You know, this was best summarized, Brad, in a mid-80s commercial starring the legendary Jim Varney <laughs> from the Hey Ernest commercials, <laughs> who said simply, heat pump, schmeat pump, right. <laughs> which is all you need to know about the value of a heat pump. And once again, like, for example, my one son who lives in Pensacola, Florida, okay, I think they're supposed to have freezing temperatures. He's got a heat pump because... Once in a blue moon, it gets cold where he's at. You know, I mean, not very yeah. often. I mean, to the point where if they're below freezing, that's unusual for Pensacola. And, I mean, obviously. It's a rough life being on those white beaches in Pensacola. <laughs> right. I don't know how he does it. Right. And, once again, he has a heat pump. But here in the St. Louis area, once again, there are people with heat pumps. But the problem is you have to have a secondary heat source. And most of the heat pumps, same thing with geothermal. Uh, geothermals work to a certain level here in the St. Louis area, but you used to have you have to have a backup, and most people have have strip heaters. Essentially, they have within their their system. If the heat pump uh, gets to a, a you know temperature level outside, the heat pump no longer is effective. It kicks in with strip heaters. Essentially, it turns it into an electric furnace, which is what the government wants anyway, because they don't want you burning any fossil fuels. Which right. I still don't understand that. Do you uh, do you get that whole thing? I mean, why are fossil fuels the devil? You know, which is what it's come down to. Well, first of all, I think this would be a good lead-in for Brad and I to announce that we're seeking to become the first ever carbon-neutral radio station. <laughs> I think I'm going to propose that, Brad, as, as one of our sustainability goals for 2024. Is I think Brad, first of all, should use far fewer fossil fuels. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we could get some Biden bucks by designating ourselves as the first ever carbon negative or carbon neutral radio Do you know, station. it's funny you should mention that, do you know out in certain pl- places of the Southwest there are radio stations that are run on 100% solar? Did you know that? I did not know that. Yes. What, you know, what's keeping you, Brad, from throwing up a couple solar panels? Well, here's the problem. A couple of solar panels won't do you much good. Yeah, um, that's true. And, right? and, and like, the, for example, the station that I know, my brother went there years ago. It has sort of a, a famous station. It's a, a guy, I think sort of like an ex-hippie guy, and become a very popular station in some place. I think it's in Taos, New Mexico. And their transmitter is on a mountain, and there's no electricity on, the, on where the transmitter is. So essentially, they built this huge solar array system, and this system, you know, with battery backup, so the whole th- so the thing will run 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But what you don't realize is it's extremely expensive. Like, I've told, told this story before. Let's say I have just my air conditioner compressor, the outdoor unit. Okay, it pulls, let's say it pulls 6,000 watts, which is not unusual, okay? Just to run my air conditioner, I would have to put in 10, or I have to put in 100, or no, I have to put in 60 100-watt panels. Now, think about that. We're talking like two feet by three feet panels. Right. 60 of those, okay? Most people don't have the real estate to put that down, and depending upon how your house is configured, you know, which direction your Absolutely. house is pointed, you may and not... And I'm sure there's... Lo- and, and most of these municipalities have laws against certain well, solar panels. Well, those are being thrown out by, by you know, rules and stuff like that. Well, you know what? It's uh, The hour flies by in a hurry, doesn't it, John? It sure does, when it's you and I chatting. Yeah, yeah I, I apologize. I'm not on my game this morning. John had to carry me this morning like he does most mornings. That, that, that is absolutely <laughs> not true. Brad just needs to get a little something stronger in the morning. I think I do. Something that's maybe 100 proof or something like that, right? <laughs> okay, we have to get out of here. Uh, check out Egbert.com, E-G-G-B-O-R-T, or EgbertOnAir.com, and we'll find out more about the radio station. We will talk again tomorrow. It is 759.